Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. We're heading inside the tent with an injury update from the Las Vegas Raiders. That is right. When you hear that music, we go right out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in our good friends from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas, Dr. Robert Ardell and Dr. Stephen Shaw. Doctors, how are we doing this week? Doing great, Vinny. Thanks. Doing quick, great, Vinny. Thank you. Quick question before we get to the all-important subject of our two feet, which uh, everyone needs them, and sometimes they start barking at us and start giving us trouble, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of it with you guys. But i got to ask you, the weather's beginning to warm up. We've turned the corner. It looks like we're headed to summer, and there's no turning back. From your perspective, guys, uh, any advice to uh, to the weekend warriors out there and the, the most active among us uh, as they get ready to do their normal thing while also dealing with the heat. Dr. Odell? Hydrate. <laughs> First and foremost, when we talk about hydrate, what are we talking about in terms of like like how much is too much? Is there too much? What, what are we talking about in that regard? Well, it's kind of up to the individual, but either water or Gatorade, electrolyte solution works. And I'm not a real fan of eight ounces an hour. Okay. Is there... We go to the bathroom all the time, but... but um, you know, whatever seems appropriate for what you're doing. But uh, when I was a uh, football in high school and college, they never gave us any water. You know, how times have changed. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Dr. Shaw, any, any advice for the weekend warriors uh, out there here in uh, the desert as they uh, start approaching summer? Yeah, I say the more the better. It's the old adage, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. I mean, your body will take in what it needs and utilize, and whatever it doesn't need, it will certainly excrete out. And the same could be said about uh, nutrition in terms of vitamins and supplements. Uh, they have the RDAs, of course, the recommended daily allowances, um, meaning um, your body will absorb only so much calcium or so much potassium, and the rest that you don't absorb will be excreted out. But, again, my, my philosophy is better to have it and, and, uh, and in case you need it versus not having it at all. We're talking to Dr. Odell and Dr. Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. We always remind you guys uh, there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. Uh, Neuropathy and Pain Centers of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today or book an appointment online to find out how to live as pain-free a life as possible. Please give them a call. Whatever you're dealing with or if it's a friend, uh, a loved one, a relative, whatever the case, uh, call the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas at 702-257-7246 and get back on the road to living a pain-free life. Uh, Guys, uh, there's a a Raider player, uh, Trayvon Mullen, who recently underwent uh, foot surgery. We're not quite sure what exactly the deal is but I think it was a toe it kept him out of uh, most of last season it obviously lingered or he re-aggravated it had to undergo surgery it looks like he's going to be back uh, for the start of training camp or somewhere around there so hopefully they've alleviated the problem and taken care of it Um, but it got me to thinking and I'm not you know jumping to any conclusions uh, in in Trayvon's uh, uh, football we keep hearing 
um, uh, a Liz Frank uh, injury, and it seems to be a persistent injury among athletes, especially in football. Dr. Odell, what, what exactly is a Liz Frank injury? That's a, a fracture or torn, and torn ligaments of the midfoot, not the toe. Okay. The toe is the forefoot, so it's a little bit different area. It's a little bit more proximal or ahead of the uh, where the toe is. Is there a – what's the level of pain in, in that sort of an injury? Excruciating? That really depends on the individual. Um, pain, remember, is, uh, is uh, also defined by the emotional response. So it can vary greatly from individual to individual. Yeah, I, I'd like to add, if I could, it isn't just really uh, the implication of pain. Uh, and certainly even uh, pain will, will be enough to mentally set you back from wanting to bear full weight over that. But it's really the function of the foot. You know, that's a, a weight-bearing structure. And uh, if the, like Dr. Odell was saying, if there's a fracture that occurred or any of the connective tissue in the midfoot, we're really talking about the area that's just underneath the arch of your foot. Uh, if any of those connective tissues are torn, and then every time you step down on those, it's like putting gasoline onto a fire. So uh, it not only affects the pain level, but also the function on how you bear weight over that foot. You're able to push off and step onto the turf with all of your weight. Dr. Uh, Shaw, is, is surgery for a Liz Frank, is that the only solution, or are there ways to re- rehabilitate it and get better without uh, having to uh, undergo surgery? Well, if we're, if we're actually talking about the true definition of a Liz Frank, it, it, like Dr. Odell had mentioned, it could either be a fracture or uh, um, uh, tearing of the connective tissue, meaning the ligaments, or, or both, quite frankly. And, <clears throat> and if that is the case, then uh, typically uh, surgical intervention is needed uh, to, to repair the injury so that the patient can you know, not only go back to uh, uh, being out on the field, but also just perform their normal day-to-day activities. Because, you know, if it was, a, if it was an elbow fracture, you just you put it in a sling and you forget about it for four to six weeks, and it eventually heals up on its own. But unfortunately, with a less frank, I mean, you can't bear weight over it. You're, it. It just needs to be repaired because if you bear weight over that kind of an injury, it'll just have, have the propensity to keep re-injuring and re-tearing. Dr. Odell, um, you know, this is just my pop psychology uh, talking off the top of my head, but it just seems when I think of pain, uh, I think of back pain, I think of knee pain, uh, sometimes neck pain, but but for whatever reason, at least in my mind, and maybe I'm, you know, uh, just uh, ill-informed, Ill, Ill but foot, foot pain doesn't always come up or isn't necessarily on my radar. But in what you do at the Neuropathy and Pain Center, how prevalent is foot pain? It's quite prevalent because we take care of neuropathy, and the foot pain initially um, is what they often see first. I do want to add one thing to the Raiders' uh, back's toe injury, is that that injury is more distal or further down the foot. When you're pushing off with your toe, that's even more pressure than from the midfoot. If you look at the moment angles, look at the pressure being put on the toe. Every time you walk, you have to push off on it. And it, what, what Dr. Shaw said certainly applies, and it may even be more important, you think, well, it's just a little toe. Well, no, it's not. It's the one of the main push-offs when you, when you are walking. And, of course, these guys are running it, you know, however fast they run, uh, and uh, um, that's even, even more pressure. So it's, it's uh, 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 these little, supposedly, quote, little injuries can be a big deal because we have to walk on our feet. Well, we re- do a lot of foot uh, care at, at the center, and if we have something we don't understand, we'll certainly send them to 
the foot, a foot specialist, a podiatrist, who that's all they do, and they know some of the subtleties that we don't do. But we can probably take care of 90% of the problems or more. I will add that I've taken care of some problems that podiatrists couldn't take care of with some of my nerve intervention and nerve ablation techniques. But that's really not the purpose of this call. I think it's important for your listeners to understand the the you know you know whom to go to if they do have a problem with their foot. Right. And, and starting out with a, a clinic like ours, I think, especially since we we specialize in neuropathy, is a very good choice. Yeah, and, and Dr. Odell, reading between the lines, uh, you know, I know that, you know, in, in, in Trayvon's case, he missed most of all of last year, and it was described really as a, as a toe injury. And I know a lot of fans might think kind of what you alluded to, well, you just, it's just a toe injury, but uh, it's a major injury to a major part of the body that a professional athlete and uh, a human being in general needs, and you can't function, you know, with that type of an injury, even though it might seem like a small deal uh, w- with a toe. So, uh, so great advice uh, on your part uh, to to let everyone know that just because it might be a toe, that doesn't mean it's uh, insignificant. Uh, Doctor Shaw, um, you know, from from your perspective, and I know that you know, uh, as a chiropractor, uh, I'm sure the feet it start, it all probably starts uh, with the feet. How prevalent? Uh, are, are, are the feet with what you're dealing with? Well, I, I see uh, foot injuries all the time. And, I mean, uh, you know, the bad thing about uh, you know, trying to harvest any information on the injury that Mr. Mullen sustained is, you know, it's, it comes down to one of five possibilities, obviously, of the toes. And, you know, if it was maybe his pinky toe, uh, you, you'd think maybe he could tape it up and keep playing. But, you know, unfortunately, even the pinky toe – uh, plays a, a great role in your in your balance and coordination. I mean, all of the toes do. And like Dr. Odell was saying, as you as you step down onto it and bear weight, it not only causes a pain sensation, but also the joints are not functioning properly, even if it's a smaller toe. Now, translate that over to the great toe or the big toe that has even bigger implications. So, if Mr. Mullen suffered a big toe uh, injury, it would probably be more of a profound treatment course and diagnosis, um, because of course that would that would uh, constitute uh, uh, the majority of the balance and coordination of the foot. Yep, absolutely, and by all indications, it looks like he's, he's going to be ready by training camp after the surgery, so uh, rooting for Trayvon uh, to get back out there on the field, and hopefully everything has been taken care of. Uh, Dr. Odell, is arthritis in the feet, is that a real thing? Um, I hear it sometimes. Uh, how, how? Oh, yeah. In what in what regard? Because you don't, I, I don't often think, or we don't often think about arthritis in the feet, Doctor Odell. If you could talk a little bit about that, any, any joint can have arthritis. I occasionally, despite my taking that Ultra Cure I mentioned on previous shows, mm-hmm. I might get a a hot joint, uh, the MCP, the metacarpal phalangeal joint, or the interphalangeal joint, especially in the big toe. In many people, it's so associated with gout. My uric acid levels are normal. But just for some reason, the body decides in older people to have this monoarthritis in one in one joint, and it's really easy to deal with for me because I you know, I block the foot and then I put a little steroid in. It's mm-hmm. fine, right? But for the average person, they do need to get uric acid levels tested, the blood work, and everything to make sure it's not something they can take uh, a systemic medicine, a benign systemic medicine for. Um, but uh, I will say this: uh, not a big, of, a little of a fan I am of steroids. If you have an isolated 
arthritis in, in your foot or in your hands for that matter, giving a tiny amount of steroid in that small joint is absolutely appropriate. It's not going to harm the joint that much. It's not going to harm you systemically and usually lasts for a long time. And that's quite appropriate. For somebody who obviously doesn't want steroids, we can use the Synexus device, which has profound anti-inflammatory effects. It is a slower process. I'm actually looking with the manufacturer to build a, a bath. In this bath, we'll have four electrodes on the corners of the rectangle, and you can put either your hands or feet in there to help with generalized arthritis. I, I'm hoping we can get something like that going. I actually like to do the same thing for dogs. My um, 12-year-old, she has a, a treadmill underwater every week, and bless her heart, Sunday, and we give her dam- we give her all the anti-inflammatory stuff. I give her an IM shot, a sub-Q shot every two weeks. But putting these dogs, in, in the older dogs, into these uh, baths could really, really make a difference. That's just a, uh, since I'm a dog lover, that's just one fun thing I'm thinking about, but the same principles work for, for, for humans. I love it. Uh, very good advice. Uh, last question, Dr. Shaw, when it comes to uh, pain in the feet, and I ask you qu- this question uh, quite often, but um, when should somebody uh, say, you know what, it's time to it's time to give the doctors a call over the neuropathy and pain center when it comes to uh, foot pain? Sure. I, I think uh, the answer is simple. When it affects your function uh, or the way that you ambulate, um, we, in, in medicine, we call it your gait, meaning how you, how you ambulate from uh, each one foot to the other and, and how, you, how you walk. Uh, but once it affects the function and your ability to walk, then it is definitely time to get checked out because the problem is that, you know, it, it, it might start out with something simple like pain or you know, that causes you to compensate on one side or the other, and that leads to more problems. There, there are small bones in the, foot, in the feet. Uh, in, in, in regard to the Liz Frank injury, there are five small bones in the feet that are all interconnected, and if one of them is not in the right place, then the foot is not functioning properly, and that will eventually lead to degenerative effects like arthritis that will eventually lead to ligament instability, which could lead to even more ligament or other ligament instability. So once you notice that, number one, that you have pain, and the number two is affecting the way that you step down on your foot, or climb stairs, or get in and out of your vehicle, then it's time to get it checked out. You heard Dr. Shaw. Uh, he gave you the, uh, the 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 assignment. If you're if you're feeling pain and it's affecting your daily life and uh, your function uh, ability, please give the doctors a call seven zero two two five seven seven two four six. It's never too early uh, to do that because waiting, as Dr. Shaw uh, alluded to, uh, could lead to bigger problems, and you don't want that. Uh, Dr. Shaw, Dr. Odell, thank you so much for spending some time with us today uh, and this week in the huddle. We will be back in touch uh, next week. Enjoy the weekend, uh, and uh, enjoy the dogs, Dr. Odell. Thanks, Vinny. Go Knights, go Raiders. There you go. Take care, guys. Our thing. Our thanks again to uh, Dr. Odell and Dr. Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island Hotel. Come join us if you're nearby. There's plenty of games. Uh, NHL hockey, the uh, the New York Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes are just uh, facing off. Got the Phillies against the Dodgers. There's great food. There's great drinks. Uh, give us a shout-out. Come on by to the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. 
Hey, just a reminder, tomorrow the Raider Nation summer kickoff is going down at Stramler Park in Bakersfield, California. Yours truly will be there as one of the uh, featured guests. Can't wait uh, to talk football with Raider Nation uh, and really kick off the summer and kick off the season uh, in style out in Bakersfield. Uh, tickets are going fast. However, uh, if you want to uh, join us uh, on Bakersfield tomorrow, just go to summerkickoff2022.eventbrite.com and get your tickets. Uh, I'll be there, but so will Foster Moreau. Hunter Renfro and a late addition uh, to the uh, to the festivities. Uh, Raiders rookie Dylan Parham uh, will be out there in Bakersfield tomorrow. So Foster, Hunter Renfro, uh, and Dylan Parham will be the featured Raider players uh, signing autographs and mingling with fans uh, out at Stramler Park in Bakersfield. Uh, starts at one o'clock. I cannot wait to get there. Uh, I've got the uh, the Vegas Nation uh, Chuck all gassed up. We're going to get out there, get out there bright and early. Uh, and hang out with Raider Nation uh, over in Bakersfield tomorrow. By the way, real quick, the Raiders uh, did make a roster move today. Jordan Vesey, wide receiver, formerly of the University of California in Berkeley. Uh, Jordan Vesey is, was signed today by the Raiders in a corresponding move. Uh, the Raiders released fullback Sutton Smith. Who's Jordan Vesey? Well, he spent the 2021 season on the Houston Texans' uh practice squad and appeared in two uh, regular season games he was originally signed by the tennessee titans as an undrafted free agent in 2018 before spending time on practice squads for the jacksonville jaguars in 2018 the buffalo bills in 2019 and the washington football team now the commanders from 2019 to 2020 a native of uh, gadsden alabama uh, Vesey played collegiately at California, where he totaled 63 catches for 797 yards and nine touchdowns over two seasons. So welcome aboard, Je- uh, Jordan Vesey. 6'3", uh, about 200 pounds. Uh, we'll see what uh, what the future holds uh, for Jordan. But as we've been talking about the wide receiver room, um, you know, you're, you're looking at Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole uh, is on the roster. Uh, I think those are the uh, the main guys, um, you know. But uh, but other players will be given an opportunity uh, to to crack the code and and make the team and make the fifty three man roster. Uh, all of that is to be determined. Uh, I know the Raiders are really in the thick of things right now in their off season program. Things are escalating. We're finally going to get a chance to see this version of the Raiders, this May, late May uh, version of the Raiders, next Friday uh, when practice gets opened up to the media. Can't wait uh, to uh, to come on uh, uh, Raider Nation Radio Friday to talk about everything that we saw. You know, uh, obviously there's not going to be hitting. Obviously they're not going to be in pads. Uh, but just to really see where guys are lined up, what that defensive alignment looks uh, looks like. Um, what the offensive line is going to look like. Who's going to be at right tackle? I wouldn't read too much into things, uh, but you can kind of get a feel uh, for the direction that things are, are headed. I'm really fascinated by what happens at the offensive line. As I uh, you know, have been mentioning, it's all going to get sorted out. All right, uh, Positions are going to get earned. Jobs are going to be won or lost uh, over this next month and into training camp. I think it's going to be a spirited battle. I think a lot rests this year on on how well that offensive line turns around and and plays. Remember, uh, there's a new coaching staff. There's a new philosophy. There's new techniques. There's new fundamentals. 
Uh, there's a new way that the Raiders are, are going to go about protecting quarterback Derek Carr uh, and running the ball with Josh Jacobs and Kenyon. Uh, it's not unusual for somebody like an Alex Leatherwood, a first-round pick last year, uh, who got moved uh, around uh, from right tackle to right guard. Uh, there was a lot of uh, inexperience in and around him, uh, unfortunately. Um, but the, he did play 18 games and pretty much played every snap of every game. Uh, that, there's a lot to be said about that, and I'm sure he gained a lot of experience. I'll really be interested to see what he looks like physically, uh, how he looks uh, confidence-wise. I think some of his issues last year was playing a little bit too um, with too much angst, maybe. Uh, that caused some of the uh, offsides that happen. You know, maybe when you're not thinking or don't have a command of what you're doing, sometimes you get a little anxious. We'll see if that got coached out of him and played out of him, um, you know, uh, through the experiences last year. But I do expect Alex Leatherwood uh, to take a step forward. And, boy, I'll tell you what, it is needed for the Raiders. You're in the huddle with, uh, with Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbooks. Look like the Dodgers took a 3 nothing lead over the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Rangers and Carolina uh, Hurricane are playing right now in the NHL playoffs. Uh, a lot going on, a lot of great food, a lot of great people here, a lot of great drinks, obviously. And if gambling's your thing, you got the casino right to your left uh, and all sorts of sporting events to, uh, to to mess around and play with. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. The mail's here. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. And that is the time. You know that sound. You know that uh, that jingle. Uh, it brings back a lot of memories for all of us, uh, obviously. Uh, we're going to the mailbag, and uh, I do a weekly mailbag for the Review Journal. Uh, you can always download our app, Vegas Nation, or go to VegasNation.com uh, on the computer to access our stuff. Uh, but I get so many Raiders questions on a weekly basis that I can't get to all of them uh, in, on the newspaper side of things. So on Fridays, uh, uh, Damon Cotton, my great producer, and I uh, sort through uh, all the questions and get to as many as we can on Raider Nation Radio's In the Huddle. So Damon Cotton... We'll play the mailman today. Have at it, my friend. All right. We're going to start with Graham at GC underscore NFL. Are the Raiders looking into bringing in a more established Z receiver? Keelan Cole is solid, but I'd hope they are looking into guys like OBJ, Will Fuller, or Julio Jones. Um, I would not hold my breath on uh, on any of those guys, and um, and 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 you know, Demond. Uh, looking first of all, Odell is coming off a uh, knee injury he suffered in the Super Bowl. I think he goes back to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but first of first and foremost, he needs to get healthy, uh, and we don't know when that's uh, actually happening. I don't think the Raiders are in his radar uh, or vice versa right now. And then when you talk about guys like Will Fuller and and Julio Jones, I mean, neither of those guys. Both of those guys, I should say, uh, are major red flags from an availability standpoint. Will Fuller hasn't played more than, I think, 11 games uh, since 2016. Um, he doesn't play. He gets hurt. And no, 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 uh, you know, uh, not trying to disparage him, but getting him on the field has been an issue. I think he only played in five games last year. Uh, Julio Jones, the same thing over the last couple of years. Um, so, both of those guys, to me, are, 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 are concerns in terms of the, the availability uh, standpoint. And so what are, they, what are they really bringing to the table necessarily? 
But to answer the bigger question, are the Raiders looking at another Z wide receiver? I don't think so at this point. I think the Raiders uh, feel pretty good about where they are. Again, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins, Keelan Cole, uh, Demarcus Robinson as the uh, primary guys uh, in that wide receiver room. There might be somebody uh, that, that, that pushes for a surprise uh, you know, role or a surprise roster spot. But I think they feel like they're pretty good. Uh, at the wide, re- wide receiver position and will uh, put it together alongside the starters, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Uh, and it might be a, kind of a by committee with that third wide receiver uh, and as far as the depth goes. But I think they're okay for right now at wide receiver. All right. And this next one's going to come from Kern County Raider at Kern underscore CO underscore 661. What's this noise about Sue? Uh, and uh, we're talking about uh, Dominican Sue. Whatever the noise is, I would tune it out. Uh, I don't think that uh, I'm I, I basically doing poking around. I don't I don't see a connection between Sue uh, and and the Raiders, um, and uh, so I don't think that that's a fit from a schematic standpoint. Uh, I don't know exactly what Sue is looking for monetarily, but I know he is uh, one of the shrewdest businessmen in the NFL, and he always figures out a way uh, to make himself some money, and rightfully so. He's really very good at what he does. Uh, but I just don't see that happening here in Las Vegas. You're telling me you don't want to see Indomitian Sue in a Raider jersey? It's I, a match I, made in heaven. I didn't. I didn't say I wouldn't want to see it. I'm just saying I'm answering the question of uh, is is the noise uh, white noise or just uh, static? And it's pretty much static. Here's one that I really just want to hear what you have to say about Uh-oh. this. Uh oh. At Raider Galley, best time to buy game tickets. Oh wow. Um, I mean, I guess if you want to secure your tickets ASAP, right? But I mean, you know, there's always the, uh, the there, there's there's lot there's all sorts of different ways to go about this. Some people wait to the last second because they feel like you know what, uh, uh, fans that may not necessarily be real fans or, or maybe they just bought their tickets for an investment uh, are going to hold on to their tickets and at at some point just dump it at the last second and maybe. You, you, you come up with some bargains uh, that way, although that could be risky doing it uh, as well. For me, I always like to have the tickets. You know, uh, you don't necessarily have them in hand anymore, uh, but, but I like to make sure that I've got my seats, we're ready to go, I'll pay a little extra if need be to do that, uh, but I feel good about the And then I can make my travel plans and if I'm going out of town to watch a game. So I would say as, as, as early as possible, but I also see the benefit and maybe waiting until the season starts until the game gets a little bit closer all right this next one um i am a wait to the last minute person when it comes to tickets yeah yeah that's that's not a bad policy at all. i am like i will wait until the day of right yes yeah. because and, hey, you, never know. you will always be able to i mean when was the last time you ever saw an event just sold out you're, you're right. They, they usually there's always a ticket because you know what what really grinds my gears. I'll tell you some real give you a quick story. One time I went to a WWE show here in Vegas. Bought the tickets like as soon as they go on sale. Yeah. Person sitting next to me, it's like oh uh, oh yeah. I walked up and it was like and basically they paid like half the price. Yes, that so happens. Let's just too. say like you know I paid the two hundred. It's like oh yeah, I paid one hundred. I just walked up to the, I just walked up to Will Call. And that always, I always give away this uh, this little uh, uh, piece of recommendation. But having worked on the other side of things, um, remember, uh, teams typically hold on to a block of tickets just in case important people like Demond Cotton uh, or The Rock call up, you know, uh, a half hour before the game or the day of the game, uh, and so they'll, that they'll always have tickets available for 
late second or last second uh, dignitaries or whatever the case might be. So they're always holding on to a block of tickets. Here's the thing. Not all those block of tickets get sold, all right? So even in a sold-out situation or in a situation where, hey, you just want to buy tickets face value, wait by the press box or, excuse me, the, uh, the, the, the box office because uh, at some ta- at some point those tickets then get released back to the box office and uh, typically you can find some pretty good tickets and seats uh, at face value uh, a half hour 45 minutes before the game so that's all- another avenue to sometimes go on all right this next one from TKO sports 2 are the Raiders still looking for a cornerback are the Raiders still looking for a cornerback? If, if, if so, it'll be uh, maybe a depth piece. Uh, look, if the Raiders felt like they needed another cornerback, and, and, and it's been a couple of weeks now since Trayvon Mullins' uh, surgery, if the, if the Raiders felt like, A, they don't have a real comfort level with Trayvon's health, and I feel like they do, and I feel like the timetable is right around training camp for him to get out there, um, I, if they didn't have that comfort level, then they would have been on a cornerback uh, already by now. Uh, but they haven't. So that's that's a pretty good sign that they feel pretty good about what's going on in their cornerback room right now. All right, this next one from Danny Hernandez at Danny underscore HNDZ. Hey, Vinny, hope all is well. A bit of a different question, but any specific away game you're looking forward to? I'm thinking about going to an away game this season in New Orleans. Looks like a good time. Um, well, New Orleans is always a good time, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to that weekend. Uh, can't wait. It's Halloween weekend, Halloween in New Orleans, uh, two and two together. You know what, uh, what's going down uh, on the bayou uh, in New Orleans. Um, so that's definitely uh, a, a game that I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's, there's trips to Seattle. Uh, there's a, a, a trip I think that's going to be an important trip just from a gauge standpoint uh, out, to, uh, out to Nashville to play the Titans. Uh, anytime you go play the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're going to find out how big, tough, uh, and physical you are as a football team. Uh, but one of the games that I'm really looking forward to uh, is going to Los Angeles when the Ram when the Raiders play the Rams. And I say that because, A, it's the Super Bowl champions. B, we all know what the atmosphere is going to be like at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be a heavy uh, Raiders crowd. But it also, in early December, uh, falls uh, on the part of the calendar, of, of the NFL calendar, the season calendar, where teams are starting to separate themselves or really identify themselves as real players or pretenders. Uh, To me, if the Raiders, and that's on a short week, it's on a Thursday night in L.A., uh, after I think they play the Chargers at home, uh, but for me, if the Raiders can give a spirited effort uh, against the Rams in that game, I think it could bode well and maybe set the stage for a nice little run uh, at a very important time of the season. So that L.A. game against the Super Bowl uh, champion Rams, to me, is what I'm circling. Typical. Of all the remaining free agents, <laughs> this is from Pitt73. Got to beat the best, man. Of all the remaining free agents, which one would be the biggest home run for the Raiders? Well, are we giving a uh, – our, our, they- To be honest, I, I feel like that, that question, you know, it's a little contradictory because the free agents that are left, I don't think anybody's a home run. Yeah, um, I don't think there's any real home runs uh, out there. I think the home runs were Chandler Jones and being able to trade for uh, for Devontae Adams. Those are the home runs. Those are when home runs uh, get hit. Um, so I just don't think you're I, – I think there's reasons why guys are on the market right now, on the open market, I should say. 
Uh, I'm not ruling out a potential trade at some point if the Raiders feel like um, you know they need to go outside their building to go fortify a position. I think some of those uh, assessments, some of those determinations are going to come after uh, minicamp and, and certainly into training camp when they really get a look at what they have. Uh, so I, I think they're – I'm not going to say that they're completely closed off. We saw some, a move that they made today. But I think those are the type of moves you're going to see um, where – uh, unless an injury happens, of course, um, or over this next three weeks, concluding with, with minicamp, uh, they are just really alarmed at a certain position by what they saw or didn't see uh, and feel like, hey, got to go out and, 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 and uh, go out to this open market and see if we could find some answers. I don't feel like they're there right now, though. All right, this next one comes from our buddy at Derek Carr's hair. Now that Bradbury is with the Eagles, where would you rank the secondary with the AFC West? Might be a bit pessimistic, but I have them fourth. Aside from Morg, a lot of question marks. But they may, but they may, but they may might. Okay, that's a that's a bit of a tongue twister there. Be the unit that improves the most by the end of the season. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I think Trayvon Morg uh, check off that box. I thought he played well enough. Unless he takes a drastic step backwards, which I you know why would you anticipate that? I think they're set at at, uh, at free safety. I think Nate Hobbs is showed to be not just one of the best rookie slot cornerbacks or cornerbacks in the NFL, but one of the best slot cornerbacks in the NFL. Period. So I think you got to feel good about Nate Hobbs uh, at slot cornerback. I do think if Trayvon Mullen is healthy, he's going to be fine uh, at one cornerback spot. And watching Rocky Asin as 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 I have just doing some studying on him. I don't see like he's going to be some kind of a weakness or anything like that uh, at uh, at the other cornerback position. And I think when you're talking about Rocky Yassin and you're talking about Trayvon Mullen, they're going into and again Mullen definitely uh, it ha- it's a health issue right now. But if he's healthy, both of these players are going into the points of their career where um, you know they 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 they're experienced now. They're headed toward the fourth years of their contract. They're trying to play for uh, new contracts, both of them. Uh, I think there's going to be motivation combined with the skill level. So I don't see it like this is some major worry right now. Where do they rank uh, in in terms of the AFC West? Um, As I sit here today, I can't say that they're any worse than the Kansas City Chiefs or or behind the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the the Chargers are definitely probably the lead dog in that regard. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I see a lot of similarities between them and the Broncos and the Chiefs. So nothing that I sit here and look at the Raiders' uh, cor- uh, secondary and everybody else's secondary, uh, and it, that causes me anyway any major concern uh, or worry. I think they're going to be able to put together a pretty solid secondary, even with the backups that they have that they went out and got. All right, last one for this week, Vinny, from Nate Rodriguez at NateRod231. Who is going to be our big signing after June first? I don't. I, I think if you're if you're counting on a big signing uh, after June first, um, I, I think you've got your focus. You know uh, uh, where 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 it shouldn't be. And here's here's the thing. Okay, uh, we're going to go over this again. There's a huge difference between cap space, which is space on paper, okay, um, and actual cash. All right. To spend cash left in the budget, the Raiders right now, as of today, are spending the tenth most cash in the NFL. That means there's 22 other teams that aren't spending the same amount of cash 
that they are on that roster. If you're a fan, you feel pretty good if your team's budget is sufficient enough to spend about the 10th most cash in the NFL, and that'll fluctuate from time to time uh, as, as more moves happen. But the Raiders are spending a lot of money. Just because you see on June 1st and June 2nd that $20 million comes off their cap, that doesn't mean that they have $20 million lying around in cash uh, which is the real thing that you're talking about, to go out and get a player. I don't even think there's a player out there that's you know a $10 million uh, a year player or certainly not a $20 million a year player. So um, I think any move that the Raiders make from this point on in free agency is going to be in that million, $2 million, $3 million range, even if that. Um, so I wouldn't be focused on them making a big signing just because cap space is available. There's a difference, again, between cap space, which was something on paper, and cash left in the budget after spending the tenth most uh, uh, cash uh, in the league, there might not that that doesn't necessarily line up, and that goes for for every team. Uh, everybody has a budget. I don't care who you are, and if you want to put that in perspective, uh, the Rams, who have Stan Kroenke, one of the richest owners in the NFL, as of right now, they are spending the eighth most cash in the NFL, two hundred fifty-five million dollars. It's not a whole lot more. Uh, than what the Raiders are, are spending right now. So uh, just keep that in mind when you start looking at that June 1st, uh, you know, uh, illusionary $20 million are coming off the uh, the books. It's not $20 million. It's $20 million in cap space. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. Just saw a couple of guys here at the uh, Golden Circle Sportsbook with Luka Doncic uh, jerseys. And to be honest, they look like they could be cousins of Luka, right? Uh, big night in the NBA. The Mavericks uh, and uh, round two between the Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and, and, and really interesting to me what happened last night uh, in Miami where the Boston Celtics showed up and laid one uh, on the Miami Heat, who obviously had won game one. I'm telling you, man. Game twos in the NBA playoffs can be a little bit tricky, uh, especially when there uh, was some damage done or uh, some some waylaying. And and certainly, Mavericks in game one against the Warriors got waylaid. That leaves a little bit of a bitter taste in a team's mind. Uh, And I'm not saying that the Golden State Warriors are going to overlook the Mavericks as a result, but I think the Mavericks are going to be much, much more buttoned up uh, tonight, and I think that a lot of things point to a much closer game. I don't know if they're going to uh, be able to, uh, uh, to to win the game and get it to 1-1, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, by a much uh, more spirited effort by the Dallas Mavericks to maybe push the Warriors uh, to the brink. I'm watching uh, the TNT crew uh, outside uh, the Chase Center in San Francisco right now with Shaq. Uh, and the crew, Charles Barkley, and they're eating something good. I don't know what the heck that is over there. It looks like a T-bone. looks like a little T-bone. Uh, hey, I'll tell you right now, the food in San Francisco, yeah, uh, off, 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 the, uh, off the charge. San Francisco looks absolutely gorgeous uh, right now, one of the most beautiful places uh, on the face of the earth. There's been a little bit, and I, I saw our good friend uh, Tim Kawakami uh, uh, tweet about it the other day. Uh, the move from uh, Oracle Arena, which was in Oakland, 
to uh, the Chase Center, which is across the bay uh, in San Francisco. Those are two different uh, cities, w- without question. Anyone that's been to the Bay Area, bay area understands that. Uh, and when you look at the Chase Center, uh, with all its luxury and opulence and uh, newness and, and everything that, 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 goes, uh, that goes with it, compared to the Oracle Arena, which was a, a nice arena. Um, I love going up to the Oracle Arena. But people have been complaining that the atmosphere at Chase uh, Center is much more subdued than it was at the Oracle Arena. And I could tell you firsthand, Oracle Arena was one of the most intimidating places for an opposing team to go play. I remember uh, being uh, basically on the Clippers beat uh, with the Los Angeles Daily News uh, when they played the Warriors a couple of times in the play, or that one uh, year in the playoffs. And I've been to some other playoff games uh, up at Oracle, uh, you know, when they're playing uh, other teams besides the Clippers. But, man, I mean, how loud Oracle would get. It was, like, deafening loud. Like, you, your ears would be ringing leaving the arena uh, at the end of the game, at the end of the night. I don't get the sense that Chase Center rolls that way. And that's just sometimes the price that you pay going from – um, you know, uh, one arena to the next. I remember way back in the day, uh, but if you ever saw a game in Detroit uh, at the Silver Dome, which is where the Pitch- Pistons actually used to play, which is where the Lions played, it was like a, a domed stadium. And I remember going back there uh, with the Lakers during the uh, the '88 NBA final, or the '80, yeah, the '88 NBA Finals, and it was you, you literally have 47,000, 50,000 fans there. I mean, it was a, a, a domed stadium, a football stadium. And they would sell every ticket that they possibly could. And it would be just raucous, insanely loud. Uh, I can still hear Joe Dumars uh, screaming fans. Just a great atmosphere. But then you went to um, uh, the next stadium or arena that they played at. Um, which was like a, it was in the suburbs. It didn't have the feel that it had uh, at the Silver Dome. It just wasn't as intimidating. It wasn't as loud. Uh, the, the Palace at Auburn Hill is what they called it. And it was just a huge difference. And so sometimes you lose something going from one arena, one stadium to the next. I can say this right now. That hasn't been the case for the Raiders uh, here at Allegiant Stadium. I was, you know, I, I was interested to see. Well, what's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like uh, here in Las Vegas compared to uh, the Coliseum in Oakland? And um, in short order, the Raiders, uh, last year obviously being the first year that fans were allowed in the stadium coming off the pandemic, uh, but that atmosphere was as good an atmosphere as I've seen in the NFL. It just happened overnight uh, here in Las Vegas. Now, granted, I've been t- I was talking to, I forget who exactly I was talking to about this, uh, but how fans are coming, you know, from other teams are coming out to, to games in Las Vegas. You know what? Get used to it. Las Vegas is an extremely popular place, just like Los Angeles, uh, just like some other outposts uh, in the NFL. And the way um, the NFL is structured now, the way fans are keenly interested in traveling around uh, to, to go watch their favorite team play, you're just going to see more fans of opposing teams at games. And I, I can say this firsthand. When I travel uh, to away games with the Raiders, guess what? There's always silver and black wherever I go. Kansas City, Denver, New York, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, 
wherever we're talking about, you're going to see fans of the Raiders there. A lot of those fans reside in and around uh, wherever the city, whatever city is uh, that, that, that they're playing in that week. Also, Raider Nation travels to go support their team. So you see that with the Raiders as well. You're going to see it here uh, in Las Vegas. Guess what? It's a compliment to Las Vegas. People love coming out here. And why shouldn't they? It's Las Vegas. And uh, it's a great uh, stadium, and people want to see what football, NFL football, looks like uh, in the NFL. I want to say thanks to Miles Simmons uh, from Pro Football uh, Talk. Always appreciate uh, chatting with, with Miles. Thank you to DeMond Cotton for everything you do. Thanks to all of our callers this week. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully I'll see a lot of you guys out at Bakersfield uh, tomorrow at the uh, Raider Nation Summer Kickoff. Uh, over at Stramler Park uh, in, in, in Bakersfield. We're back at it on Monday, 4 to 6, in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Vinny B, from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.